is exactly the opposite of what we wanted. We wanted people to come in here and talk. We didn't want people on their phones and on social media in here. I didn't have TVs in here because Tess and I wanted a place where people would come and talk like the old days. Hello and welcome to It Starts With Beer. I'm your host, Will Sis. I met Mark and Tess Zemeltuski years ago when they were were running a successful homebrew store in Monroe, Connecticut called Maltos Express. And they continued to run this store, but in 2015, they added a brewery right next to it called Voracious Brewing. They prided themselves on creating a pub-like atmosphere in the small, tidy tap room. And it's always been a pleasant place to visit. I recently checked in with this husband and wife team to see how they were handling life now that they couldn't provide that communal feeling for their customers. All right, so whenever you're ready to start, um, fire away. All right, well, look, um, you know, Voracious uh, is uh, a brewery that has prided itself on having a nice connection with a lot of its uh, w- w- with its customers. You have a really uh, welcoming tap room, but uh, circumstances has made it so that that's been taken away. When you first uh, heard about what might come down the pike, what did you do? How did you prepare? Well, you know, we didn't really know too much about it till a week or so before. So there wasn't a lot to prepare for. You know, all our events started canceling. Um, our parties started canceling. So we tried to have good sanitizing procedures. We wrote down what we do to clean growlers, what we do to clean tables, what we do to clean countertops. And just to make people feel better and to be as sanitary as we could. That was, the, that was the first thing we did. And we're still doing takeout where people come in and buy, you know, they'll buy a, um, uh, cans or they'll buy growlers or, you know, we'll, uh, they'll, buy, they'll buy a keg. So we still do that, but we're still trying to be as sanitary as possible. Uh, now that we, we had planned to have a lot of beer ready for St. Patrick's Day, we had a nice dry stout and an Irish red, and St. Patrick's Day never really happened. So we're starting to can more beer now. We have a canner coming in Friday because can sales are going very well at this moment. I mean, still less than we used to make, but it's one big thing selling. So we're going to can more beer. I'll probably do an online buying so they can buy online and just pick it up without having to interface with anybody. Now, what about the uh, um, interaction that you've had with your customers? Uh, some of the breweries that I've talked to have really kind of ramped up their social media or they've, they've had more interaction by email. Um, how are you getting the word out uh, or, or, is, or has that changed at all? We always were pretty good on social media with our customers. We have an email list that I'll send out. We have a, our Facebook is important. Um, we do a little bit of Instagram and we also have our webpage that people look at. So we've been trying to keep up with that. We used to have a lot of events planned. We had a, an event or two every week and now all the events are canceled. So I, I'm just trying to keep people up to date you know, once or twice a week on Facebook and on uh, email. Now, um, 
what happens uh, with with Maltos? How, are you guys able to keep that uh, running? Maltos is the same as the brewery. We can't let we can't let people in to shop, but we've been selling mail order, and we've always had an online store, so that's picked up a bit. And if people call on an order, we put it in the foyer on a table marked pickup. Then people can pay by phone or pay by, uh, you know, online, then pick it up at the store in the foyer. Or, or we'll put it in their trunks as well. Are, are you finding that um, this has impacted those sales as well? Yeah, you know, the first week, the week before everything closed down, we had a pretty good week because everyone wanted to buy uh, beer making and wine making supplies. They had something to do during the shutdown. Last week, it was less than a normal week, but it wasn't terrible. It was like 80% of a normal week. So we still saw business in a different form. You know, more mail order and, and pickup. When you were um, planning the brewery, um, did you have anything like this in mind in terms of your business plan uh, for disasters or um, any kinds of uh, uh, events like this? This is exactly the opposite of what we wanted. We wanted people to come in here and talk. We didn't want people on their phones and on social media in here. I didn't have TVs in here because Tess and I wanted a place where people would come and talk like the old days, not a place where three people at a table would be talking to each other on their cell phone or talking to other people. So this is exactly what we didn't want when we started the brewery. Frustrating. Uh, and then what, uh, what have you learned uh, your, yourselves in terms of your capacity to, to deal with this kind of adversity? Well, I think we try to interact more with people on the phone, and then if people do come in to pick up a growler or cans, we keep our distance, but we talk to them and we reassure them on how sanitary we are in here. And um, we deliver curbside if people don't want to come in, which is understandable. And all they do is call us, they pay, and then we just take it out to their car. Have you noticed, I mean, I certainly have, <clears throat> just, just even, you know, the smallest conversation. I, I walk my dog on a regular basis, and just, you know, from across the street, a couple of words of hello just suddenly feel like a lot more <laughs> than it used to. Is that silly? No, it's not silly. It's it's true, and I think people are trying to be kinder. And even if you talk from afar, you can give people a hug through your words. Yeah, I, I and I think that 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 was one of the reasons why we've seen this explosion in breweries in Connecticut, anyway, and probably in other states too. It it wasn't about. I mean, certainly the quality of the beer plays a big big role, but the idea that the the real the real wonderful thing about breweries is that face-to-face -face, uh, connection that, that we're certainly, uh, certainly are, are losing. Um, what do you think the landscape will look like when this has uh, settled out, uh, at least in terms of which breweries will be able to keep on going? Uh, you know, what's it going to take for a brewery to survive this? I think your big breweries that were established already and have a lot of can sales, in package stores will do great if the package store market is a big part of what they do because package stores are having record business right now um, so so they'll be set 
places that depended more on people coming in to drink are going to be hurting. I don't know how long this is going to last. And I'm not sure people will ever come back and sit next to each other uh, comfortably again. So I think you have to look at what the spread was, how much they depended on people coming in to drink compared to what you sold in cans. And keg sales don't matter anymore because restaurants uh, <laughs> aren't buying anything. So to survive this, you have to be able to sell your cans and growers. But growers is definitely not as big a market as it used to be. Uh, do, you, do you see any um, uh, changes that you think you'll make with your business model, uh, uh, innovations uh, or changes uh, based on this experience? Uh, you know, we used to have karaoke. We used to have music every Saturday night. We had, yeah. we had trivia. We had food trucks every Saturday. It's going to be... You can't plan because you don't know what's going to happen. But I know it's not going to be as social as it was. And people are afraid. And the government is saying, don't go out unless you need to, unless you go to the grocery store or the pharmacy or the gas station. So, And then they're saying that it, it dissipates, but it might come back in the fall. So people are afraid. And I think it's going to take, even if our tap room was open when it dissipated, I think it's going to take people a long time to feel comfortable sitting next to someone else. Yeah, I, I for me, it's, it, you know, my wife was saying, what do you what do you miss most? Or if you could do anything right now, what would it be? And my, my first instinct is I'd love to be in a in a in a nice, crowded uh, brewery again, you know, just to hear that uh, that that talk everywhere and and just to hear laughter and, and all those things. That, um, and, and maybe that's, you know, just that's just me and, and other people who are our beer fans, but it has really little to do with the beer. I can get that from our refrigerator right now, but it's about that, right. you know, connection. And if they're all beer lovers in a, in a tap room, and it's nice to talk about different beers and other breweries and where you've been, and Mark and I miss that also because we're always here. We're always talking to our customers. We're always talking about the beer because that's our passion, and then we can't really do that anymore. And, and we don't, like, if there's, like, three people and a bartender in the tap room, everybody's standing apart, and Mark and I don't want to come in because you can't have a gathering of five or more. So we aren't able to talk to the people, even even a couple of people that come in here. So it's, it's, it's difficult for us also. Absolutely. I bet. How, how about your uh, staff? Have you able to keep people on, or how's that worked out? Yeah, so far we've kept everybody on. I'm looking into some of these government programs they have where possibly if you keep your people on, uh, you can get a loan that they might forgive. But I really want to check into it because the last thing we want when this whole thing's over is another loan we have to pay. Uh, but so far, we've kept everybody on. We're staggering hours a little bit. Uh, what have you found uh, is the most popular beer that people are getting to go? And what uh, beers are people making? Hmm. Are making the IPAs, um, and they're also branching out to some of the Belgians. They want to try different things. They are looking forward to the spring, well, it is spring, and summer, um, and making some of the lighter beers, but they are looking forward to making some of the heavier beers so they can kind of cellar and then enjoy that in the uh, fall and winter. But here, I think 29 Pews is our biggest seller. Our IPAs have been selling well. So what advice, you guys have been in the game, um, certainly in the in the uh, 
retail game for quite a while and then the brewery game for for a, a decent amount of time what advice would you give to these breweries that have just opened up this past winter i'm not sure it, this is changing so fast i'm not sure anyone really knows what to do but definitely it seems like cans are the way to go you know social media trying to trying to promote your brand and showing people that you're safe and sanitary and you're, you care about them and, and yourselves as well. Yeah, I think that's, that's good advice for, for, um, for any business. Uh, and that may be something that carries on uh, when this is, you know, in, an, in our next state of normality, uh, which will be, you know, we can't take for granted uh, that customer relationship. Uh, and, and I think that, that people are, are learning that, you know, the, the, these, whether it's a brewery or whether it's a, you know, pizza place, this is not just a business. These are people behind it, and and their personalities really shine through in during this time of crisis. Absolutely, you have to think positive and you have to be optimistic because you have to be realistic, but more positive. What keeps you guys being positive? Um, what keeps me being positive is Mark. Yeah, what keeps me is Tess. We have each other. We're both still healthy, and we love each other. And what more can you really ask for? Uh, my thanks to Mark and Tess for their time. If you'd like to know more about them, go to voraciousbrewing.com or give them a call at uh, 203-880-5670. Thank you for listening. Please pass the word on about the podcast. And check out my column at rep am.com this Friday or pick it up in glorious paper form in the Waterbury Republican American. Do you have a brewery that you'd like me to interview? Send me your thoughts. Uh, my email is beer.snob at yahoo.com or you can check me out on Twitter at beersnobwrites.com. Until next time, sip well.